Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. On the news this morning, a most interesting report. As a matter of fact, a reporter said that we are scratching our heads around here. <laughs> and then she said clearly, which interestingly, most of the time things aren't clearly. And what it was about was this. A gentleman whose wife had become involved in an affair with another man sued the other man. And he sued him in, in that particular state, and there are six states that still have these laws for alienation of affection. And he was awarded nine million dollars. That's correct. Nine million dollars against the man, the man who uh, in, was having the affair with his wife and his wife was leaving him for the other man. That man now has to pay this man nine million dollars. What do you think about that? Is that a good thing, bad thing? And what does it indicate to us when the reporter said clearly she was in an unhappy marriage? Really? Clearly she was in an unhappy marriage? We'll talk about that in just a minute. So we've been doing some interesting looking on the internet since this morning's news report, particularly Kimberly Holmes, our CEO here at Marriage Helper, about the states that have an alienation, I can't say it now, alienation of affection, what that law means and what it's about. So what have you found out so far? Well, clearly this is a lot of documents, but there, um, and so in this case, the specific circumstance of the news story that's hitting a bunch of headlines this morning Um, That's in the state of North Carolina. And in North Carolina, it's one of six states that has this alienation of affection law still in existence. Uh And in this state, about 200 people a year file um, and they basically try and sue someone for being the reason that their marriage is dissolved. But it doesn't necessarily have to be an affair partner, although most of the time it is. If a person can prove that they were in a happy marriage and because of another person's negative influence, like an affair partner, then they can sue that person for ruining their marriage or you can sue an in-law. And oh, so if it's anybody who's actually Mm -hmm. puts the negatives out there that destroys your marriage. So it could be somebody that your spouse (laughs) quote, falls in love with, end quote, and therefore mm-hmm. leaves you for. But it could also be somebody who's just putting you down. Mm-hmm. Like like if your mother-in-law keeps telling your wife, right. you should leave this guy, he's a bum. Or your father-in-law keeps telling your husband. Yep. That is fascinating. It is oh, very Oh, we'd love to have your comments below about that. We want to see what you has, guys have to say about that. And, of course, we also like to deal with your questions about relationships as we go through the program. Mm-hmm. But let's go back and go through this kind of piece by piece because here's what the reporter said. She said, clearly, the woman was in an unhappy marriage, indicating how in the world can you blame this other guy because if she weren't in an unhappy marriage, she would have never done it to begin with. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, the lawyer, which is their kind of staff lawyer on this particular morning program, said, well, in the alienation of affection, which he kept referring to, and I want to get your opinion on this, he kept referring to as an antiquated law, mm. that the six states who had this antiquated law of alienation of affection, he said, well, to prove alienation of affection, you have to prove that the marriage actually was a happy marriage, even though the reporter said, Clearly, it was an unhappy marriage or she wouldn't have had an affair. But let's talk about that first. When we work with marriages, and we work with thousands, we often see people who wind up in an affair not because they were unhappy in their marriage. Am I right? 
Right. And then how does that happen? Well, there's, I mean, one way that could happen is that you're, a lot of times we see it, there's people that work closely together mm-hmm. and they spend more time together. Their marriage is, they're happy there, but then they start spending more time with maybe it's a coworker, a secretary, whatever that might be, have more time together start opening up about themselves to each other more and more. And it leads into what we talk about a lot at Marriage Helper. They start going down this love path together, mm-hmm. but they don't realize they're doing that. And then all of a sudden they find themselves in love mm-hmm. with this other person. And that wasn't necessarily because things were unhappy at home, although there's never any perfect marriage. But the, you know, the things weren't, there wasn't something terrible happening in home that led them into the arms of another person. So when I heard the lady say that, the reporters say, well, clearly she was in an unhappy marriage. It made me think, hmm, I wonder why she thinks that's so blooming clear. Mm. Because of those of us who worked with marriages, we know that that's not always clear to the case, not mm-hmm. at all. But why would she think it's clearly the case? And of course, the way my mind thinks, the first thing I thought, hmm, I wonder then if she has done such a thing as this. Mm-hmm. And because she thought that she was in an unhappy happy marriage. She justified doing it. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying she did that. Please don't misunderstand. These are the wonderings that go through my mind. Or is it had just, has it just become such a pervasive part of our culture to accept the fact that people have affairs and to accept that age old excuse? Well, I just wasn't happy. My husband just didn't understand me. My wife just didn't comprehend who I really was. The kind of stuff that people say to justify their affairs. Has Mm -hmm. that become so pervasive that she just bought into it because that's what she heard so much. And of course I still had to think, or has she been through it? But we know, as a matter of fact, anybody who works with marriages a lot knows that an affair can happen with a marriage that is relatively happy because of the fact of what you just said. You allow yourself to get into situations and circumstances uh, that you don't put barriers or protectors up because you think everything is wonderful and you wouldn't do anything wrong. Yet anybody can wind up doing just about anything in the right situation at the right time. And we tell people regularly, no matter how happy or wonderful your marriage is, you make sure you have certain borders around it. You make sure you do not allow yourself to get into situations where that you could wind up being tempted to do things that you thought you would never do. Mm -hmm. That's right. I do think it's a part of society. I was even just this past week, I was reading a book, a novel. And it's called, the title of it was Love the One You're With. And it's this story summarized, and I might ruin it for the people who haven't read it, but it's fine. Um, (laughs) And the author is now currently screaming and yelling, don't tell them, don't tell them. (laughs) But the the storyline is this woman who's happily married. She has this great life um, in love with her husband. And she runs into an ex-boyfriend in the middle of New York City where they live. And after she runs into him these feelings start coming back and then he starts calling her. And after that encounter is only after that is when she started realizing maybe I'm not happy in my marriage, but everything was fine until then. The story ends the way it should, where she stays in her marriage. But if you look at the, I mean, TV shows like The Mistress, The Affair, like these are actual series that are out now. And even I can find myself, if I'm at a movie, and the storyline, they paint that marriage that the husband or the wife is so bad. Right. It gets you to where you start rooting right. for the person to leave their marriage and to be with this other person that the story has created to be this perfect fantasy. Uh, and 
Yeah, it's yeah, part of our and, culture. And I'll just give you my opinion, whether you like to have it or not. You know, of course, you can accept it or reject it. You think for yourself. But the reason I think that so many people write the novels where that the the story justifies the adultery, or they make the television shows, or they make the series that justifies the adulteries because of the fact that they you can manipulate people's emotions with a good story. I mean, that's always been true throughout the history of humanity. Mm -hmm. You can manipulate people, uh, their emotions, what they feel, what they think by the way you tell a story, the certain slant that you give the story. You can affect that. And why were they trying to be getting people to, to think this way? I'll give you my opinion. It's so they can justify what they themselves have done or want to do or are doing. And so rather than saying, hey, you made a vow to stay together for the rest of your life, that marriage is a good thing and you should be there for the stability, not just of you two together, but if you have children, the stability that they need and the stability even that culture and society needs. Well, I didn't do that because I went off and did this, that, and the other. So I want to try to convince other people that it's actually the best thing to do. And by writing those kinds of stories you're talking about, filming those kinds of stories, it helps to justify that kind of behavior and it begins to actually change the morality of a culture. Mm. Uh, Jim Porto, who works with us, he was our director of operations, was telling me uh, even this morning about some of the countries where that alienation of affection is a nationwide thing. It's not just six states. Mm. And they're saying, if you do anything to destroy a marriage, you're doing something wrong mm -hmm. and there will be consequences for that. Whole countries. Now, it used to be much like that in this country. Now it's like, hmm. If you can't love the one you're with, mm -hmm. I, mean, I mean, if you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. That's an old song from back in the 1960s. The idea is mm, just be happy with whoever you're with now. Here's the problem, or here's a problem with that. One woman actually said this to me a few years ago. I know my husband's having an affair. I said, well, how do you know? Because he's doing the very same things he did when he was cheating with me against his first wife. <laughs> it's probably. She actually said those words. Education. And I'm thinking, okay, well, if you really want to do this, like whatever I feel right now justifies my leaving a marriage, my leaving a relationship, my, my being unfaithful to my husband or my wife, my not living with my children anymore. If what I feel right now justifies all that, mm -hmm. then when that other person, the one that you leave for, starts feeling that way about somebody else and leaves you, you should look at it and go, have a good time. You know, that's what I've always said is true. People should just do what feels best for them at the moment. If you're saying, but no, 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 that would hurt. Well, what about the husband or wife you're hurting now? They actually showed a video this morning of this guy. His wife took the video. Mm -hmm. He found out what hotel they were in and he came to the door mm -hmm. and he's trying to get in the door to get his wife to come home. Now he's not at gunpoint. He's not, you know, threatening them, that kind of thing. Uh -huh. He's just begging her to come home. And this other man has him in a headlock to keep him from getting in the room. And, and he's saying to his wife, why are you leaving me? Why are you choosing him over me? Why are you hurting me like this? And the other guys got him in his headlock, pulling him back out the door, wouldn't let him in the room. And the wife is filming all of this. And what she's yelling is, I didn't want it to be this way. I didn't want it to turn out like this. In other words, she's filming this guy, showing his amazing, deep pain and all she's saying is, well, I didn't mean for it to turn out like this. 
and she's filming it. Well, he got a hand, his hands on that somehow. I don't know how. And yeah. it wound up, I assume, being in the court case. I'm and sure that's how the uh, media got their hands on it. And you watch this, and my heart broke for the guy because he's screaming out in pain, why are you leaving me? Why are you leaving your friend? Why are you hurting me like this? Well, hmm. that's real palpable pain. And if you think that you, it's okay because she now obviously wants to be with the other guys. So husband, you should just let it go and let it go. Then that's the way you should feel. If that's what you're thinking, that guy should feel. That's the way you should feel when that person finally leaves you. Now, you see, it's always easier to look at the other person's pain and go, but we just want to be happy. Mm -hmm. When it's your pain, when it's your pain, you start looking at it differently. I'm about to get mad. <laughs> so I better stop here. It's so selfish. It is selfish. So blooming selfish. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, some of the pictures of the wife or the husband, she was holding their little baby. Of her and her husband? Yeah, some of the pictures of the them together. She's right. holding her little baby. So apparently they have an infant in arms. Wow. And of course, he's now losing being able to be with this child as well. Oh, absolutely heartbreaking. One of the lawyers in North Carolina mm -hmm. who sees a lot of these cases, he said that basically most, want, most states once at one time had this law, this alienation mm -hmm. of yep. affection. And it was a way to say that there's consequences for not upholding the vow you took when you had, when you got married, when you signed the papers with the state. I mean, all mm -hmm. of that. Right. So it was a way to keep all of that um, together. And he said, North Carolina legislators debated about getting rid of it too, but they ultimately decided against it. And here's the interesting thing he said. He said, our conservative legislators don't want to be known as the people that voted to, in effect, legalize adultery. Wow. Isn't that interesting to wow. see it that way? And what's so fascinating is that this attorney on this, this show this morning was saying, well, it's an antiquated laws and we'll just have to leave it up to the legislatures of those six states to finally do away mm -hmm. with such antiquated laws. You know, what you're saying is, let's just make it where that when people give their word, they're going to be together for the rest of their lives, that it has no meaning or value. That's what that says. Yep. And that there are no consequences for you to leave whatsoever. Now, if you're thinking, wow, you guys are just mean, I don't want to sound mean, but you understand we work with these marriages. We work with these husbands and wives who are in such deep pain mm -hmm. because their spouses are leaving it for somebody else. We see the children who are in such deep pain when, when their parents split up because somebody leaves for somebody else. And if you're thinking, well, you just don't understand, I do. I actually did divorce my wife and leave her for another woman years ago. Now, by the grace of God, we finally put it back together. After three years of divorce, my wife and I remarried. So I have been that person who committed adultery. I have been the person who left and caused that pain. So understand, I'm not looking at you going, uh, wow, I can't understand how you would feel that way. I have felt that way. But I've also faced up to the consequences of what it brought in terms of pain and other consequences to the lives of people that I had heretofore cared about my wife, my children. And so don't think we're just being judgmental because we don't understand. And we deal with this. Not only have I been through it, many people who work with us have been through it. And so if I sound harsh, I'm sorry that I sound harsh, but we see the consequences and I've seen the consequences in the lives of my own children. And therefore we're saying, I think good for you, North Carolina, that you have a law. Now the guy, Mm -hmm. uh, they said on the media, if I heard it correctly, they said that the guy that lost, the mm -hmm. guy that's got to pay the $9 million, mm -hmm. I think they said his salary is $91,000 a year. 
So my guess is it's going to take him a while <laughs> to pay yeah. off $9 million. But in addition, uh, they said he's uh, appealing it. And according to the attorney they were interviewing on the morning show, he said, well, the guy might get it lowered, mm -hmm. but he's probably going to have to wind up paying something since the other guy won, that, that the appeal might reduce it, mm -hmm. but he didn't think it would do away with it. Mm -hmm. So here's at least one guy that said, okay, I have gotten involved emotionally with your wife. Your wife's now decided to take her, your baby and leave you and come be with me. And he's going to have to pay a penalty for it, a consequence for doing that. So do you think we should have that law? I'm all for that law. I would vote for it in a heartbeat. So there's some people asking, one person said, well, what are the other states that have this law? <laughs> do you know? I don't. I, don't, I really I know don't know. Um, I know that Alabama got rid of it a couple of years ago from what someone had said earlier to me today. But so there's this other side of it, which is um, actually when I posted this story in one of our Facebook groups, someone said, I had thought about using this law when my wife was the one having an affair leaving me. But ultimately, I'm glad I didn't because I feel like if I did, it would have just pushed her further away. Yeah. I wouldn't do it while I was trying to save a marriage. Mm, okay. I wouldn't do it if it were I. If it were I, I would not do it while I'm trying to save a marriage because you're right. It will very well may push the other person away. But mm -hmm. let's say, uh, you know, I'm up divorcing Alice. Now, I did not marry the other woman. I intended to, but uh, as so often happens, that fell apart. It didn't happen. But let's say I had. Did Alice then have a right? And of course, I'm assuming then, and we were in Alabama, and this was years ago, so I'm assuming mm -hmm. Alabama actually had that law. Mm -hmm. Would Alice then have had the right to sue, uh, saying, okay, you, you've taken my husband out of my marriage because of getting involved with him? And my marriage wasn't evil and wicked and bad, although by the time I left it, I convinced myself it was, so I could justify being with the other woman. But if Alice then like, okay, Joe divorced me, Joe has married the other woman. I think I'm going to sue that woman because this has caused me pain and suffering. How many times have you seen on the television, particularly in the evenings, mm -hmm. the personal injury attorneys saying mm -hmm. you deserve to be paid for the pain that you've gone through because you've been hit by some big truck mm -hmm. or some idiotic driver who was drinking drunk. And they say, you deserve to be paid for the pain that you've been through, went, that you have gone through because this was not your choice mm -hmm. and it was not your fault. Hmm. Well, why wouldn't that not be applicable to a marriage? Right. And in that situation, would Alice deserve to be compensated for the pain she went through? I'm saying yes, just as much as if, well, they're not the same thing. So I'll retract that statement, but in the same kind of way as you know, somebody that, that ran over you with their car. I realize it's not the same thing. And please forgive me that I made it sound equated because it's not, but, but could you have done? Yeah. So I would say in my, my suggestion would be, don't do it while you're trying to save the marriage because you're right. It probably will push the other person away. Now, if you're saying, well, then why would I do it afterwards? You just say, are you recommending then that we do it just for punishment? No, I'm not talking about punishment. I'm talking about the fact that often you have more expenses. So for example, um, Alice now had to go to work. Mm -hmm. She didn't have to work outside the home before that. Now right. I wound up losing my profession as well. So I, I wouldn't have had a lot of money to pay her, but, but in, in the situation, she, she wound up having some financial consequences. Mm -hmm. Would it not be reasonable then for her to get an attorney and sue and say to this other woman for alienation of affection, you have cost me. 
Not just the fact that my husband has left, but you have, I now have to have childcare I didn't have to have before because I'm yeah. now working outside the home. I'm not able to pay my rent like I was before. I've actually had to downgrade where I live. Uh, I've had to change my lifestyle because of all of this. That's all the kind of stuff I cost her. Would it not be, and I'm not talking about punishment. I'm talking about like, I think you should pay me back for some of these things. Right. Then, yeah, I think Alice had absolutely the right to have done that if it had wound up that way. Right. And so, no, not to punish, because I think when you do things just for vengeance, it messes you up. Mm. Don't do things just for vengeance. But to be compensated, I think it makes all the sense in the world. Right now, we're having a gubernatorial election in the state of Tennessee. I think if, an, if one of those candidates, male or female, came on the air tonight and said, I'm going to try to get that alienation of uh, affection law restored, I'd go vote for him or her. I really would. Maybe I should run for governor. Well, it's too late. Do it. It's too, it's too late for me to run a governor, for governor. But you see, it's not about punishing. It's really not. It's about you deserve to be paid for what you have now to deal with that you didn't have to deal with before. Yeah. Particularly financially. They get to choose. So, I mean, your spouse, if a spouse is the one leaving the marriage, they, they made that choice. So if they're choosing to do that, there should be consequences for that. In my opinion. We have gotten away from consequences for a lot of things in today's world. But there should be consequences for that. You made a vow. You told, you made this other person believe you were going to be there for them, help support them, all of this stuff, until death do you part. Mm -hmm. When you no longer do that, there should be some kind of consequence to that. I mean, I completely agree with it. It's that way in the army. So in the military, they mm. still have the, the law um, and you can be prosecuted by UCMJ if you are caught having an affair. If you're the soldier and you're caught UCMJ. having an affair. I don't know what it stands for, oh, okay. but it's something military justice, code of justice. Okay. Um, and so okay. you can be Article 15, which means, well, I know Article 15 is a phrase, but I'm not sure if it means what I'm about to say it is. Mm. Um, you can either be dishonorably discharged or put into jail if you have an affair as the soldier. Now, if you're the wife and you have an affair, they can't do anything because you're not under the military's If she's know, not code. going in the military. Right, but if both of them are in the military, I mean, both of them, rank stripped, put into jail, all of this stuff. And so there's reason to not do it. I mean, you, you really have to think, is this what I want for my life? before you decide to cross that line. That makes sense. Now, if you're watching going, wow, I thought you guys tried to save marriages. That's the best solution. Mm -hmm. It's the best solution. Figure out how to solve your problems, put it back together, save the marriage. And if you're thinking, but, but can that really be done? If one of you wants to go off and be with another person, can you really put the marriage back together and make it good? And the answer is, yes, you can. And we're very happy to help you do that. And if you're thinking, wow, we'd never come to you guys for help because you're just judgmental. I hope you're hearing what we're saying. We don't believe that people should do that when there's a chance of putting the marriage back together. And never should a person do that just to punish. Punishing has to do with vengeance, and that just, that's bad for everybody that shouldn't do it. But we are saying it can be a fair, it can be a fair thing to do mm -hmm. when the other person has suffered consequences to say, I need some help with these consequences, and since mm -hmm. you caused this, you need to help me with these consequences that I have, particularly financial. But you see, our goal is still to try to help people solve the marriages. I'm not mad at anybody. Well, I got mad at that, that reporter. 
I really did because yeah. it was like, well, clearly she was in an unhappy marriage. And I'm thinking, do you know how many people out there in America you just slapped in the face yeah. who were in happy marriages and, and their spouses strayed and you just said, basically, well, it's your fault because you didn't have a happy marriage. Therefore, the fact that your spouse strayed meant that something was wrong with you or you were, uh, how dare she say that? Now that made me mad. But if you call me right now and said, Hey, Dr. Beam, I'm the guy who's straying. You want to chew me out? Actually, I don't. I want to help you. I want to help you put your life back together. I want to help you be the dad that you can be, the mom that you could be, the husband and wife that you can be, and, and to be happy in that wonderful relationship. We're not here trying to hurt anybody. Actually, what we're talking about is lessening the hurt for the person that's been abandoned. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And for there to be something that just causes people to pause, oh, yeah. to stop and think, is this something I want to do? I mean, it's the same reason that we have a speed limit. And then when you break the speed limit, you could get a ticket. You think twice before you start going 10 over because you're like, do I really want to pay the $500 fine or should I just follow the speed limit? I mean, it's <laughs> That's this, a great way to look at this. Yeah. Just pause. Is this worth what I, what's going to have to happen? And I like that. I believe that the greater the consequence, the, I mean, the greater the outcome of the negative effect it could have, the greater the punishment should have to be. Well, let's not use the word punishment. Consequence. Consequence. Because I'm not for punishing people. I'm really not. The greater the possible consequence. Everything in life has consequences, whether you want it to or not. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of sad that we have removed some of the legal consequences. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to make something where it's okay and right to do and therefore remove legal consequences, then, then do it. How many people right now would be furious with those states that remove legal consequences from certain drugs? Yeah. You know, there are certain people saying, if that's what you want to do, you have the right, go ahead. And if a state changes those consequences, the state has the right to do that. Just like those states in America that have taken away this law about alienation of affection. Mm -hmm. But if you keep removing consequences, removing consequences where that people can do anything, anywhere, mm -hmm. anytime, and there's no consequence to their behavior, after a while you have pure chaos. Yeah. Because it gives license mm -hmm. to, well, here's what it's really about. This is what it's really about. It's all about what I want for me at the moment. And nobody should have any consequence otherwise. Look at all the stuff that's been on the news lately. Uh, you know, you, I don't know where you're going to come down on this, and I don't mean to be political at all, but if somebody does something that has been societally um, inappropriate mm -hmm. up until this point, and now they do it in front of other people, and somebody says, please don't do that, they want to sue. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me I can't do that. I should be able to do what I want to do whenever I want to, wherever I want to. Really? Well, that law keeps changing. So that, mm, after a while, it's like uh, everybody wants to do what they want to do, when they want to do it, where they want to do it. Now, am I for individual rights? Yes, I am. Do I want to be living under a dictatorship? No, I do not. Am I the person that wishes that maybe the government should be a little less involved in my life? Actually, I am one of those. I really am. But then society has to have rules. And in those rules, we have continually evolved and are rapidly evolving even more so to the point where it's like, it's all about me and what I want at the moment. And if you don't like it, well, <laughs> you know what they say. You know the words that come next. Doesn't there, shouldn't there, mustn't there be some concept of, yes, I have rights. I do. 
But people matter and society matters. And it can't be all about what I want to do at the moment when I want to do it without there being some kind of consequences if it affects other people in negative ways. Now, if it affects other people in negative ways, it should have consequence. I remember, for example, several years ago when my children were young, driving down a road, and these two guys came racing around me. It was extremely dangerous. These guys were flying. They were running wide open and weaving in and out of cars and sometimes in the lanes with the oncoming traffic, etc. And I'm sure, I don't have a doubt in my mind, that if you had asked those guys at that point, obviously I didn't, they raced away. What makes you think you have the right to do that? Hey, man, it's a world where you get to do what you want to do. This is America. I can do what I want to do in America. But you just put other people in danger. Therefore, there should be a consequence to what you just did. I'm all for individual rights and people being able to run their own lives. I really am. It's called self-determination. But when it affects other people, when it puts them in jeopardy, danger causes them negative consequences, then don't you understand there should be some negative consequences that come back to you. Mm -hmm. My goodness, maybe I am running for governor. <laughs> Beam 2020. We're having a lot of great comments coming in. Again, a lot of people saying, I wish this was a law in my state. A lot mm. of that. Um, and a lot of people saying exactly, you know, this, the military has it right. You should have to, there should mm -hmm. be um, consequences to this. People saying, I live in North Carolina and I'm wondering if I should do this. But right remember, now. not to punish, mm -hmm. not to punish. It's, it's going to wind up bad for everybody. And also remember, if you're really standing for your marriage, it might not be the thing to do or even think about doing right now because you should be concentrating on what do you need to do to pull this thing back together and fix it and make your marriage good again. Yeah. We're talking about, okay, what if? Okay, they yeah. divorce you, they wind up with the other person, and, and now you have consequences. Should it be fair that that other person should be able, should have to help you at least financially, with some of those consequences, my opinion is, yes, that's my opinion. Right. Take it or leave it, but that's my opinion. So another person, she said, well, obviously, she was in an unhappy marriage and the lawsuit is bogus. So I asked her to explain further, and uh, so far she said, who's holding the cheating wife responsible? If she hadn't gone outside of the marriage, then there would be no one to sue. I don't get it. I don't understand what she's saying. I don't think I do either, but if I had to guess what she was saying is she saying well just because of the fact she had an affair doesn't mean that there should be a lawsuit because if she had gone if she had just divorced him without there being an affair then you couldn't sue therefore the lawsuit should be bogus yeah well the problem with that way of thinking is this number one is when she said obviously she was unhappy is bull trust me it's absolute bull i don't know that woman i don't know if she was unhappy or not but is that obvious no not in any shape, for, fashion, or form is that obvious. We see so many marriages where that the marriage was actually good until some other person came into the picture and, and began to develop a relationship with either him or her, husband or wife, and, and then finally that relationship became more important and they left. It wasn't because they were unhappy and miserable in this relationship. They actually were doing okay. Another person came in and developed a relationship with this person that they had no right to develop mm -hmm. because this person is married. And so to say, obviously, it is not obvious. It is not obvious at all. Now, do I know that's the case with her? No, I do not. Now, if she had just divorced him and left, you're right. She can do that. The law allows that to happen. But if another person becomes involved and that's the person that 
wins your heart, if you will, so that now mm, I'm no longer going to stay with this person because this person has, uh, I don't even know the phrase you want to use here, but taken my heart or won my heart, whatever you want to use there. I don't care. Then, and now this other person has negative consequences because of that. Does this person have culpability? The answer is yes. So could she have gone away on her own? She could have, but she didn't. They had a baby together. They apparently were doing okay. Remember that in that state, in the state of North Carolina, to win an alienation of affection, to win that suit, you have to prove that your marriage was okay, that your marriage was a happy marriage. He proved that in court. He proved that they had a happy marriage until this other guy came along. And so by proving that in court, that they had a happy marriage until this other guy came along. Don't you understand? It wasn't they had this miserable marriage and she just had to get the heck out of Dodge. That's not what's happening here. Mm -hmm. What's happening is this other guy comes in, develops a relationship with her, which destroys the relationship with her husband. So is he then culpable for the ending of that marriage? Yes, he is. Is he causing this guy consequence? In this particular case, the man and woman were also in business together and the business craters. Mm. Not only did he destroy the marriage, he winds up helping to destroy the business by doing this because of all that goes on here. This man's in pain. This guy did that. They were happily married. He proved that in court. He had the documentation to show how happily married they were. So no, it wasn't just that she was miserable and walked out of his life. You understand? Am I getting a little too heated here? I think it's great. <laughs> Maybe I should calm down just no, a little mm -mm. bit. No. Someone said, so why is it so hard for the unhappy spouse to just leave? Again, we're assuming, I guess people just assume, again, she wasn't necessarily unhappy. Just because she was having an affair doesn't mean she was unhappy. So He let's... proved it was a happy marriage. He proved it in court by the documentation of what he had. So the question was, why is it so hard for the unhappy spouse to just leave? Then no one would have to get sued because she wasn't unhappy. She wasn't unhappy. That's why she didn't leave. Right. Now, if you want to talk about, well, why when people are unhappy, why don't they try and go to their husband or their wife and talk about their unhappiness, try to get that fixed instead of letting themselves go out, have an affair or whatever, which is a different situation than what we're talking about now, then the answer, I guess, why don't people... It's not the same situation. So if you're going to do this, do apples to apples, not apples to oranges, okay? We're not talking about some guy that beat his wife and was just a terrible man and she just had to get out of there for her own safety. That's a totally different situation. Or the fact that he was so mean and dominating that she had to get away so she could breathe again. That's not what happened. We're talking about a situation where marriage was a good marriage. The documentation presented in court convinced the court it was a good marriage. A good marriage that somebody else comes into and, and uh, develops a relationship with her, and that's what ended that marriage. Uh, so can, can people leave a marriage for those other kinds of reasons? Obviously they can. But we're not talking about that situation in this situation. It's mm -hmm. a different thing. And therefore, should the guy, well, at least in the state of North Carolina, it was decided by a court of law that this guy, therefore, has consequences and to the tune of $9 million. Mm -hmm. Now, they probably will be adjudicated down in appeal. But $9 million to pay this guy for what you have done to him. Yeah. So if you got a chance to talk to this husband, mm -hmm. what would you tell him right now? At this point? Yeah. 
About what? I don't know. If you had a chance to talk to him, he's clearly in pain, like you said. He's hurting. I'll guarantee you, based on what I saw in the news this morning, guarantee. My opinion, based on what I saw in the news and saw him, and they actually interviewed him as well, uh, at least it was a recorded interview, but an interview with him. Uh, I think that man would pay $9 million to get his wife and, and baby back. Mm. It's like, I, I really want to be in my happy marriage. If you had seen that video of him just trying to walk into that hotel room asking her, why are you doing this to me? Why are you leaving me? Why are you choosing him over me? If you could see the pain in his heart, the pain in his face, then, then you understand that this is about I'm, I'm hurting and I don't need to hurt. We had a good marriage. We have a baby together. We had a life together. And so what I would say to him is if she's willing to come back, we'll help you figure out how to do that. We can help you and her fix this. And if you want to give up the $9 million to get her back, then I'd give up the $9 million in a heartbeat. If you can put this marriage back together and have a good marriage, it'll be much more important to you than $9 million by far. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. And that's what I'd say to him. If she's willing to, we'll help you. We'll do everything we can to help you put that marriage back together if she's willing to. What would you say to her? I would say to her, I listened to your voice when you kept saying, this is not the way I meant it to happen. Mm -hmm. I heard the pain in his voice. I heard a little bit of pain in your voice. Now, I'm not trying to judge because I don't know her. Okay, but I heard a lot more pain in his voice than I heard it in her voice when she's saying, I didn't mean for it to happen this way. So I would say to her is this, what's best for your baby? The best thing for your baby is to be with his biological father. I don't know if the baby's a boy or girl, but for your child is to be with the biological father. The best thing for you to do in terms of your future and because, because it wasn't where he was beating you. It wasn't where he was dominating and controlling you. It was documented in court that this was a good marriage. Therefore, if you can put this back together, you can have a good marriage again, better marriage than it was before, and the right kind of marriage for that baby and for you. You can be happy and fulfilled. And what about your own beliefs and values? I mean, if you really think because of the fact that this other guy is more important to me at the moment, because I feel more emotion for him than for my husband at the moment, it justifies my ending this, taking my child away from my child's biological dad. Oh, and you're thinking, well, you'll still get to see the kid some, but it's not the same as living together with the child. And now we're going to be with this other guy. If at some point you begin to change the way you feel about him, do you go on to somebody else again? Is that going to be your pattern for the rest of your life? If at some point he looks at you and goes, eh, you know, I think your husband might give up the $9 million settlement if I leave you. I think I'll leave you. Might he do that? possibility. Or if he runs into somebody else, I mean, he's already proven to you that his value system doesn't, it doesn't matter to him if a person is married or not. Mm. He's proven that it doesn't matter to him if a person's married or not. He's going to get what he wants, what he wants it. Ah, I'm saying that this guy is, and I don't see how he possibly can be the best choice from your life. Now it's your choice. It's your choice. You understand? I don't make your choice for you. I really don't. But I don't see how this guy can be the best choice for you based on what he's evidenced about himself so far. Right. In my opinion, what you have done and decided has not been very wise at all. And when you think in terms of future, future, then you have not set up a good future for yourself. You've not set up a good future for your baby. You've not even set up a good future for your husband. Hmm. And you certainly haven't set up a good future for this other guy if he's going to wind up being in massive debt there are consequences to behaviors. Mm -hmm. There are. Mm -hmm. What would you say to the other man? 
you, what you did is immoral. Mm. You ended a relationship and, and what you have done, what you have done by allowing yourself to get involved with this woman and allowing her to become emotionally messed with you. You may be thinking, well, the baby's going to be fine, but it's not your baby. Oh, and if you want to see the research, oh, I know, I know. You can find the counselors and therapists. You'll say, no, kids are resilient. They'll be fine. Don't worry about it one bit. And you can certainly find some of the celebrities who'll say that, no, 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 hasn't affected my kids whatsoever. But if you want to look at the research, tons and tons and tons of research indicating what's going to happen and, and the negative effects that that kid's going to have, it doesn't mean he or she is scarred for life. I'm not saying that. It doesn't. But does it mean it's going to be tougher for this kid than for kids in an intact biological family? Yeah, it is. Are there going to be ways it's going to manifest itself here, there, and elsewhere? For example, we know, the reason, not my research, ample research, says that, that when a kid's parents divorce like that, okay, that this kid actually has a higher chance of divorcing himself or herself when they get grown. They actually have a less likelihood of even getting married, believe it or not, because they think these things just don't last. I mean, we could show you tons and tons of things, but have you stopped to think about that for that baby? You know you haven't. You haven't thought about that baby at all. Uh -uh. You've thought about that woman that you want to be with. I understand that. I did it myself at one point. I was so madly in love with this other woman. Now, at least she didn't have a baby. But I was so madly in love with this other woman, I was willing to give up my children thinking they'll be fine if I just see them every other weekend. That was years ago. My wife and I have been married, remarried, for more than 31 years at this date right now I'm talking about this. I still see the consequences. And one of my children, who is 40 years old, this very weekend I was talking about this to a seminar full of people, and my daughter broke down in tears. All these years later, so no, you're not thinking about the baby. She thinks she's thinking about the baby, but she's really thinking more about you. Boy, that sounds judgmental and harsh, doesn't it? But isn't that the reality? Because if you really were thinking about what's best for the baby, you were already in a good marriage. That was documented in court. If you were really thinking about the baby, would you really choose another man and take that baby away from the biological father? Would you really do that? Now, she's, if she's hearing this, and somebody may show it to her. She might be saying, how dare you say that? You're judging me. And I know it sounds judgmental. And I'm not saying for an absolute fact anything about this woman because I've never met her. Do you understand? I can't make absolute judgments and facts about this woman because I haven't met her. But I'm saying, it seems to me that if you were thinking, truly thinking about the welfare of that child, and you were already in a good marriage, then you would have stayed in that marriage and not ended that so that that child can't be with daddy to go be with another man. Now, if right now she is watching and she's saying, but my marriage was unhappy. I won't believe you right now mm. because you're in an emotional state where you're not going to see and face reality as it is. So if you were to tell me that, I would not believe you. I would believe the documentation presented to the court that indicated that you did have a good marriage. I'd believe that because that was back when you didn't have a position to justify, if I may say. And so this woman may actually see this. Somebody may show it to her. She may decide, we're coming at you. Well, okay. But I'm telling you right now, I don't know you. I can't make a specific judgment about you. I'm talking about the general principle, and I'm giving my opinion of what I think is going on here. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I'm certainly try not trying to make a judgment of you, but I do have a judgment of this situation, and that's this. This shouldn't happen.
It just shouldn't happen. I would love to be able to help this couple. I would too. I would love it. If any of you know him, know this man, know this woman, I mean, we would love to help the situation. Someone even, they texted or they commented in and they said, first of all, they see, they believe we should have a TV show where we show us saving marriages, which it, we absolutely Hey, you help should. us get the TV show, we'll do it. <laughs> you call some network right now, say, go to Facebook, watch this and see if you think these people should be on TV. I'm assuming you'd have to call a relatively conservative network based on what we've just said. What do you think? So, but, but yeah, we'd be happy to do this on television. We're, we are so full of our own hurt for the people that we help mm -hmm. and seeing the pain that they go through. We would love to talk to more and more people because you see, ultimately we want to help people save their marriages. We're mm -hmm. not trying to condemn and judge people. We want to help people save their marriages. Mm-hmm. And this is the situation that's just in the news today. But a lot of people here, you have the same situation. I mean, there might not be a lawsuit happening or anything like that, but it's the same. Your spouse is leaving or has left and they're with another person. And so all of the things that we've said, even just about this situation, I mean, we want it for you too. We want you to be able to save your marriage. We want you to have your family back. And if there's anything we can do at Marriage Helper, well, we know there are things that we can do. We have an amazing workshop that has a success rate at saving 77% of the marriages that come through it that are situations like this. Yes. Like these are the situations we see every weekend. And so yesterday we had so many couples and the workshop ended and it was an amazing workshop. Yes. And if Absolute you ever come to our workshop, you'll see that we actually were much calmer in the workshops. And the workshops were all focused on understanding, acceptance, kindness, and gentleness. Mm -hmm. You won't see us be this, make these kind of strong statements in the workshop because in the workshop, it's a different environment, a different situation. And, and, and there it's all about helping you in every way we can. Mm -hmm. Right now on this program, what we're talking about is what's happening to our culture. And I, for one, think it's time to change what's happening in the culture. What about you? What about you? Seriously, don't you think it's time to change what's happening in the culture? Well, it starts with us individually. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if we can help you through our workshop, through coaching that we have available through our online courses, we would love to help you. We'd love to see your marriage ended up being, end up being saved and for generations ultimately to be able to change from it. So contact us, let us know. But until then, we'll see you next week.